0: The Tall Friendly Atheist Dad. I hope you're having a great day, and welcome to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad Podcast. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. Just before you get into this episode of the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad Podcast, Did you know you can now support the podcast on Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash tfadpod, where your monthly donations will help support what I do in producing enjoyable and thought-provoking material. Without your support, I'm just a guy and a microphone. But with your support, I'm a person who can share thoughtful perspectives on controversial topics. Don't forget to share the podcast on your social media to help spread the word. Thank you. Recently, I came across a question on Twitter that I felt warranted a better answer than what 280 characters allowed. It was a controversial question, the answer to which was bound to upset people no matter what. And that question was 5 greatest video games of all time. I told you it was controversial. So in no particular order and maybe perhaps with no justification as of the time I record this right now, these are my top 5 video games. Number 1. The Last of Us. The Last of Us is a masterful piece of storytelling. While the start is a bit cliched, the workaholic absentee father, precocious teenage daughter, mysterious disaster whose news report plays on the TV that is miraculously tuned to the news channel as soon as, as it's turned on. But once that first zombie makes itself apparent, it gets serious. The scene where Sarah dies is definitely emotional and what struck me was that some time after the game's release, the original actors did a series of videos where they provided commentary over footage of the gameplay and the bond between the actors that played Joel and Sarah was quite evident. This is a credit to the dedication of the actors, the skill of the writers, and the capabilities of next-gen consoles to be able to bring these kind of scenes to life. My favourite scenes were the entry into the University of East Colorado. You're expecting trouble with every little noise. And I also love the winter chapter, where Ellie risks her life to save Joel and gets captured. Then Joel risks his life in a harsh snowstorm to rescue Ellie from a group of cannibals. Awesome storytelling. Number two. Alien Isolation. I cannot say that I've ever been more scared while playing a game than with this. This game is a masterful example of how to do atmospherics. My advice? To get the full experience, play with a quality set of noise cancelling headphones and in a dim room. The way the footsteps reverberate around in empty halls The way random noises clang and clatter, the sound of an abandoned spaceship in disrepair, and the thud of the footsteps of the Xenomorph running through the ceiling on the hunt is something you need to experience without distractions as a compliment to the effort the production team went through, including consulting with the original cast and crew. The only quibble I have with this game was that it felt like the in-game objectives were deliberately placed at the extreme ends of the game maps in order to maximise the amount of danger your character goes through, almost as a contrivance. Very rarely would you complete one objective and then the next objective is right nearby. It's more likely you complete one objective, open your game map to find the next objective has been placed in the diagonally opposite corner to where you are. Then, once you complete that, having survived whatever danger is present, be it robots, be it humans, or be it the Xenomorph, you complete that second objective, and then the next objective after that is basically where you started from in the first place. After a while, it felt like a contrivance, but oh boy, was it scary. Now, you'll definitely get a lot out of this game if you are an Aliens fan. But even if you're not, the weight of this standalone storyline is compelling in and of itself. And it's also good to know that even in the year 2137, swear words haven't changed and that the scottish accent hasn't died out. Number 3 The Order 1886 This game ranks highly on my list for a couple of reasons. Sure, it's not an earth-shattering game in terms of plot, or gameplay, or game modes, but that doesn't stop it from being on the list. First, from a technical standpoint, this game is brilliant. Once you start the game, there are no loading screens. As soon as one set piece finishes, you get a brief title screen or a cutscene, and then the action starts again. The graphics, and in particular the colour schemes, really make it feel like you're in the slums of London at the turn of the 19th century. As you're climbing along rooftops of cramped living quarters, walking through places of ill repute, or sitting in a grand cathedral, the attention to detail is outstanding. And second is the atmosphere. Now, having British heritage myself, I was drawn to the premise behind this game and the history it portrays, though not entirely accurately. I was so enamoured by what I saw that after I finished this game, I went out and purchased a copy of The People of the Abyss by Jack London to get a feel for how the people of London of that time actually lived. And let me tell you, the searing poverty that half a million people in Victorian era England actually lived through It possibly would have been better if there actually were half-men, half-werewolves running around. The other cool thing about this game is the accents of the characters. I almost feel as if I'm watching Peaky Blinders, or as if Jason Statham is about to burst through and start smashing everything up. I could do this all day, mate. We haven't got time to muck around. Either you start spilling the beans, or David here stops playing nice cop. God damn you! What use is talking? Everyone knows I'm good as dead already. Alright then, have it your way. Number four. (coughs) Chrono Trigger. Square who then became Square Enix, were the masters of the Japanese RPG. This game was originally released back in 1995 and amongst a glut of Japanese RPGs. The entire Final Fantasy series, Secret of Mana, Dragon Quest, Kingdom Hearts, Earthbound, The Legend of Zelda series... But Chrono Trigger is constantly ranked in the top five all-time best JRPGs. None of the previously mentioned games are bad, not by a long shot. But there was something about Chrono Trigger, the story, the ensemble cast, the simplicity and fluidity of the gameplay, and even the soundtrack that had this man as a teenage boy addicted. I was addicted to the point that at one stage, I was playing this game for up to 16 hours a day, every day. I put my social life on hold. My school friends would ask what I got up to during my school holidays. And I'd say, yeah, not much. Just time travelling with some friends to help restore balance in the world. You know, as you do. Before I get on to number 5, here are some honourable mentions. NBA Live, especially before 2000. The NBA Live series helped put sports simulation video games on the map. Need for Speed, Most Wanted. One of the plethora of Need for Speed games released, but this one I feel got the balance between feel and Storytelling and atmosphere right. And multiplayer is hella fun. The Street Fighter series, especially Street Fighter 2. During the 1990s, all of the boys during lunchtime at school will be practising their leaping uppercuts, shooting fireballs, doing a thousand hand slaps, and sometimes even pile drivers. And number 5, in my top 5 video games of all time, is the Mario Kart series of games. Mario Kart is simplicity done brilliantly. Simple premise, cartoony graphics, variety of characters, and new courses each generation. I first played Super Mario Kart back on the Super Nintendo in high school with my buddies. We had one of those four controller modules, and games got very, very competitive. And I'm glad to see the Mario Kart games have evolved and changed. New characters, the ability to customise carts, reverse courses, and more. It will be a long time before Mario Kart is relegated to last place. So there you have it. My top five video games of all time. If you think I got something wrong, let me know on either Twitter at TFADpod or search for the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad Podcasts on Facebook. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.